Welcome to the Audacity to Podcast, episode 43, how to live stream yourself while podcasting. Thank you for joining me for another episode of the Audacity to Podcast. I'm your host, Daniel J. Lewis, also known as The Ramen Noodle on Twitter. And I'm so glad that you are here listening to this episode and this series about how to live stream your podcasting. The Audacity to Podcast is the podcast, a how-to podcast that teaches you how to podcast, how to use Audacity, or like I like to say it, giving you the guts and teaching you the tools to podcast with passion, organization, and dialogue. And while you're listening to this show, make sure that you are subscribed to the show as well, because if you're not subscribed, then you won't automatically receive the episodes. And if you're not subscribed, you won't be kissed by pink fluffy unicorns in your dreams on top of rainbows at night. So do make sure that you are subscribed to the podcast And that way you can get all of the content automatically through iTunes, Miro, or whatever your choice of player is. Now let's get into this content. I've started this series of talking about how you live stream on the internet. Now first of all, I had some good conversation going on over on Google+. Are you a member of Google+, by the way? Sometime in the future we'll talk more about how you can use Google+, for podcasting and helping you with podcasting. In fact, we might mention it at some point in this series of episodes. But on Google+, Plus, I had mentioned uh, last week's episode, which was at theaudacitytopodcast.com slash 42. And Andy Olson shared with me a great uh, feedback there over on Google+. Plus. He said, just going off your show notes here, haven't had time to listen yet. I thought about live streaming while recording my show. It just wouldn't be practical for my show. I do a show once a month and there's no telling when I will record. I prefer to record any time the month before, if possible. I like your point about accountability, but I've had an episode to post for 39 months. That's a long podcast, by the way. Good job without missing one yet. Excellent job. So I don't think it's a big deal for me. Among other reasons not to live stream, I can't imagine ever having more than a few people tune in live in any given episode. Not worth the hassle in my opinion. And Andy, that's good thinking there. If you're doing a monthly podcast, yeah, you wouldn't have to try and schedule it. Monthly, in some sense, can be easy to be consistent with. In some sense, it's hard because it's a psychological thing that I've struggled with sometimes is the more space there is between podcasts, the harder it is to actually release an episode. But the more consistent the episodes are, the easier it is and easier it is to set up accountability. But I'm so glad that uh, Andy has found what's working for him. And so much of this, please understand, it's what works for you. There, In this realm, there aren't too many only one right answers. There are many different ways to do things. And yes, some are better than others. And yes, there are certain things that are true or are false. But in general, it's what 
works for you. And if you've listened to the last episode and you thought, uh, you don't really need to podcast live or stream your shows live on the internet, then that's perfectly all right. You don't have to be worried about that. But if you're interested in it, then hopefully that's giving you a little bit of a push. Additionally, last week, some comments on the post over at theaudacitytopodcast.com slash 42, show notes for last week's episode. Daniel Clark shared a great comment, and I, I question this myself whenever I use the phrase. And he just brings this point up and makes it very well. He said, is podcasting live? still podcasting? Or is it the live streaming of the recording that will be a podcast? Or is it the live streaming of podcasting? If podcasts are, as Wikipedia defines them, non-streamed webcasts, then are we looking at an evolution of the word podcast or podcasting? On the radio, Morning Heads will do four hours of a show and at the end say, if you missed anything today, Today's show will be available as a podcast on the site later, but what they're doing during the live show isn't podcasting. Is Leo right? Meaning Leo Laporte, should we call them netcasts? I hope not, lol. That's his words, and I also hope not. That said, I love doing stuff live, whatever it's called. Daniel, you bring up a great point. I responded to his comment there in the show notes at theaudacitytopodcast.com slash 42. And yes, podcasting technically has absolutely nothing to do with live audio or video. The whole point of podcasting and what podcasting actually means is that it is episodic media that is downloadable via RSS. There is nothing in that explanation or description about live streaming it. So can you really say live podcasting? Because that's, well, I'm having trouble thinking of an illustration there, but live podcasting is kind of a mixture of terms, a slight oxymoronical term. I I could have just said it's an oxymoron. So what should we call it? Live podcasting, I think, gets the idea across, but yes, it's incorrect. There are many things that we do that get the idea across but are incorrect. Have you ever asked someone for a Kleenex? When you cut yourself, what do you ask for? You ask for a Band-Aid. If someone's giving a power a presentation, they're giving a PowerPoint presentation, or if you need a truck to move stuff, you say, let's get a U-Haul truck and all of these other things people thankfully this one has died but people would say that they want to xerox something meaning to copy it and other things like go rollerblading or all of these terms i've just used are trademark terms that yes it gets the idea across but it uses the wrong term to do it so there's a balance there of should you use what people would understand as a term Or should you go with what is actually correct? And I tend to be in the side of go with what's correct as long as it's also understandable or explain it or have a reason for it. So saying live podcasting, eh, yeah, I slipped up there. I shouldn't have said live podcasting or podcasting live because that just doesn't mix. It's not the same thing. The better way to say it is live streaming 
your podcast because that's what you're doing is you're live streaming through the internet with these services like Ustream or Livestream or Mixler or any of these. You are streaming your podcast live through the internet, but you're doing it while you're recording. So it's not even yet a podcast, but you are in the process of recording your podcast. So the easiest way to maybe say this is just that you're live streaming and that's the term that I'm going to use for now. I might change that in the future because you know I rethink things quite frequently. Now, like I mentioned, of those terms, one of them also is, have you heard people, and you probably say this too, Mac and PC, that they're two different platforms. There's Mac and there's PC. Well, what does PC stand for? That stands for personal computer. Is a Mac or a Macintosh computer a personal computer? Yes, it is. Therefore, a Mac is a PC as well. In fact, in many presentations held, hosted by Apple or Steve Jobs himself, he has read quotes about Macs being PCs or referring to Macs as PCs, like the best notebook PC is the MacBook Pro or all of these things. So that to say... In this, in the rest of this episode, when you hear me say PC, I'm talking about either Windows operated PCs, OS X powered PCs, and potentially even Linux PCs. Although the tools that I share, some of it, the general principles apply to Linux, but the specific software, you'll have to try and find an alternative if there is one. I couldn't find alternatives for these for Linux, but if you're a Linux person, you probably know how to program your own alternative. So run with that and let me know. So as we go into this, looking at how you can live stream your podcast, we're doing this series. Last time we talked about why should you podcast live or (laughs) why should you live stream your podcast and also what are some cautions for it. So check that out, the audacity to podcast.com slash 42. In this episode, 43, we'll talk about how you can live stream yourself while podcasting and just yourself, not if you have co-hosts, but if you are by yourself and the different kind of equipment that you might have and how to work with that all um, with a very tight budget and working with what you have currently and podcasting just by yourself. It is possible with what you already have, most likely. So before I get into that, though, let me tell you just some real quick recommended equipment in this. Uh, You'll hear that as I start talking about this, I'll be giving several caveats, like this is complicated, or you'll have to get this software, this software, this software, or your results may vary on some of this stuff. It's really easy if you have the right equipment to work with this stuff. And you don't have to spend hundreds and hundreds of dollars of, on equipment. For nice, very expandable equipment, yes. But there are some bare minimums. And I've talked before about the bare minimums of podcasting. Back in episode three, if you go to theaudacitytopodcast.com slash three, you'll hear what I shared about the bare minimums that you need for podcasting. But here's what I would recommend as your starting equipment, especially if you're looking to live stream your podcast recording, because this equipment can grow with you. And I'll explain that in a moment. First, 
I highly recommend that you get a mixer. You don't have to spend thousands or hundreds of dollars on a mixer. You can look at the Behringer Xenix 502 five-channel mixer, which is only $36 on Amazon.com and $40 on Musician's Friend. And I have affiliate links for those in the show notes at theaudacitypodcast.com slash 43. And if you purchase through there, I would appreciate it. But also, even better than that for our use is Behringer is working on a new mixer, and they've already announced it, and they have the information on their site. And this looks like it'll be a great entry-level mixer, especially for podcasters. It's the Behringer Xenix 302 USB mixer. It has a USB cable on it, and it has regular audio outputs and inputs as well. But this, uh, we don't know how much this will be. I'm guessing it will also be around 40 maybe even $50. And that might be worth it to you to have the USB capability built in because I do recommend if you're sending audio to your computer, send it through a USB connection so that the analog to digital conversion is made away from the computer instead of plugging an audio line straight into the computer. And what I am hearing from the chat room is that the Xenix 502 is not very well shielded against computer noise and such. And uh, so thank you very much for sharing that, Bob, in the chat room. Which, by the way, chat room, we do this live every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time on noodle.mx slash live. Check it out every week. And we've got bunch of people in the chat room right now and it's great to do this during the daytime so people can listen while they work so get a mixer and by the way if you're having noise issues it could be that you're running an analog line into the analog plug on your computer that's why i recommend a usb switch or conversion before it reaches your computer so a mixer 30 to 40 dollars for a bare minimum mixer. This has one XLR port and a couple other inputs, but it's basically a, uh, well, they call it a five-channel mixer, and you can plug your things into this. Then get a dynamic mic that uses an actual XLR cable. Don't get a headset mic, because headset mics are not very upgradable or expandable. They're, they're not good for the future of what you might be doing. You can, for only $25 from Amazon.com or $30 from Musician's Friend, you can get a dynamic microphone so it won't pick up a lot of noise in your recording and room noise and such with a stage stand like you see people have on stages and an XLR cable. So it's a microphone, XLR cable, and stand for only $25 or $30, depending on where you get it from. Again, links in the show notes, and those are our affiliate links on the show notes at theaudacitypodcast.com slash 43. Then I also highly recommend a pop filter. And these range in all sorts of prices, but you could look at, until you get a really expensive microphone that might have a specially designed pop filter for it, you could look at just a 10 to $20 pop filter from Amazon.com or Musician's Friend, and I have the link to the categories where you could find those and just pick one out. I recommend don't get one that's the size of your head, but get one that just covers the microphone. That's what you need it to cover. So all of these three things added up is a mixer, a microphone, stand, and cable, 
and a pop filter. And I could say you could potentially skip the pop filter, but these things together, if you buy them from Amazon, would end up costing you just a little more than $75 for this stuff. Now, here's the great thing about this. You're spending $75, and you might not be certain that you're going to do this in the long run. Now, this equipment, the $75 of equipment, works great for live podcasting or live streaming your podcast. I'm going to skip, I'm going to mess that up for the next few weeks. You can even have Skype calls with this equipment. You could have co-hosts with this equipment. It's not all that expandable, but it is to some extent. Now, here's why I say that this is great for growing, because maybe you decide that you're going to start a podcast with another in-studio guest. Well, this mixer, the 502 or the upcoming 302 USB, only have one XLR jack. So if you have another microphone and it uses XLR, you don't have a place to plug it. However, here's what you can do. Replace your mixer, get something bigger, and yeah, you'll have, you won't be able to use the little mixer anymore, but you didn't spend a lot. And if you replace the mixer, you don't have to replace your microphone, the cables, the stands, or your pop filter. Or maybe you decide you've got your solo podcast going really well and you upgrade to you want to upgrade to a really nice microphone, like I use the Heil PR40, and a lot of podcasters do. And you want to upgrade to that. Well, you can upgrade to it and you don't have to replace your your cables, your mixer, and maybe even your stand you might not have to replace, depending on how you balance things. Or the pop filter. Also, you can replace the pop filter without replacing everything else in the chain. So that's why I'm saying this is a good way to think about your future in podcasting is it's very expandable. You can replace one thing at a time. Whereas if you're using a USB device and you want to upgrade your quality, you just got to throw that USB device out and switch to something else and get all of this new equipment. You can't incrementally upgrade certain things. So this is very future focused and looking to the future. And again, this is the bare minimums that this will work great with live streaming. And I'll do another episode in the future about what kind of equipment to look for and how to consider keeping it uh, future focused. Let's take what equipment you have right now. Now, I came up with three potential scenarios of the kind of equipment most people might be working with is, number one, just a single PC and a microphone. Number two, sound effects on their PC, sounds like sound effects, music, bumpers, voicemails, etc., and just one PC. Then they might have a mixer, want to play sound effects, and they have one PC. And I'll mention adding a recorder, an external recorder to this near the end. But these are the three basic scenarios I think it comes down to, because some people might want to live stream their podcast while they record it, but they don't care about getting all the sound effects mixed into it. Some people might want to mix all of their sound effects into it while they're recording it. Others might no, it's, it's totally up to what equipment you have and what do you want to do? How complicated do you want this to be? And how simple 
do you want or how easy do you want it to be to run all of this stuff? So let's start at the beginning is uh, as you are recording into just a single PC and you want to take it and broadcast it out on the internet, on your own website, live for everyone to hear, just like people are listening right now to me record the Audacity to podcast. They're over at noodle.mx slash live listening to me record this. You can do this with just one PC. It's quite simple, really. This is the simplest setup of them all and the cheapest setup because you've already got your PC and we'll assume obviously, that you already have a microphone. Please don't use your internal microphone. Use something else external. Uh, It's just so much better. This is super simple. Here's what you do. You plug your microphone into the computer. And then you turn the computer to the streaming service and click broadcast. That's it. That's all you have to do. It's that simple with just you and a microphone and no special effects or sounds and music going on while you're recording and all of that. This is the simplest way to do it. And it can still sound really high quality. Maybe you don't want all of your sounds mixing in live with you. You just want people to hear what you're saying. Maybe you don't focus so much on the live content. You'll add in all the sounds and stuff later. That's perfectly all right. So if you want to do it with just one PC and just by yourself, plug your mic into your computer and your computer can be recording and live streaming at the same time. I'll talk later about what services you can use to live stream your podcast. But for now, we'll just, we'll just pretend you picked one. You can record and live stream at the same time with the same computer. And you don't need all of this other fancy stuff. Now, it does get more complicated as we move on to situation two, which is where you want to play sound effects, music, voicemail, bumpers, all of that as you're recording your podcast and you want your live audience to hear that. This is where it starts to get more complicated. But it's still possible if you just have one PC there are three different ways that you can do this. First is you could loop back your audio. And the way that you would do this is get a headphone splitter, plug it into the microphone jack of your computer, then plug your microphone into that, into one end, and then run an audio line from your speakers into that other end of the micro, of the headphone splitter going into the microphone jack. So you've got this Y. One part of the Y goes back to the speakers from your computer. The other part goes to your microphone on your computer. The difficulty with this is as you play things and record it live, you might not hear what's going on. Now you could add in another splitter into the speakers of your computer and listen to that. Or the other thing that you could do, depending on, again, this is where it comes down to, your results may vary, is depending on your computer, you might be able to tell it to monitor what's coming in through the line in or the micro in input and plug your headphones into a separate audio out plug on your computer, depending on what kind of computer you have. 
but not everyone has these computers that have multiple inputs and multiple outputs. Most people probably have just a mic input and a speaker output. So it's possible. That's the whole point of this episode is telling you that this is possible and ways that you could do it. But I wouldn't recommend the loop back method. This could also introduce other problems like major noise or possible feedback if you get things set up wrong. And so uh, I don't recommend it. It is possible on most or many computers, but I don't recommend this method. Let me know if you try it or if you use it and how it works. The other way is you could use software other than audacity to record your podcast or whatever software you're using two programs that i recommend for this if you're on windows use pod producer if you're on os 10 use ubercaster now both of these do pretty much the same thing they try to be one-stop shops for your podcasting needs and recording and even editing to some extent your podcast pod producer hasn't been updated in a long time it's essentially dead but it still did a good or decent job at what it does ubercaster is similar but ubercaster is for os 10 and ubercaster is still under development it had died for a while and then they've picked it back up both of these programs let you do essentially the same thing and that is that you can record with these programs And it lets you hear the sound effects that you play inside of the programs. You've heard me before talk about PodProducer and how I used to use it for playing back my sound effects that I would have for my different podcasts. I used it just as a soundboard or cart machine. But this way, the way it was designed to use, be used for, is that you put your sound effects in it, you press record in the program, and it will record your microphone and mix that with the sound effects and music and all of that that you are playing in the program. They both do a pretty good job at this, actually. So this, I would say, is the easy way of doing this if you have sound effects in one PC. However, this is where it gets rough again, is pushing that out live. Because... The way that the programs are written is that even though you're hearing the sound effect played, and I can't say whether you get to hear yourself speak, but you might hear this stuff, but that's not what is being recorded through the microphone. And most broadcasting software have you select a device on your computer to record from. But... That's where you could look at this third option or even blend the second option and third option. And the third option I call output capture. This is where you are capturing what your computer is hearing or not what your computer is hearing, what you hear from your computer. And on the Windows side, this is sometimes called stereo mix or what you hear. On the OS X side, it doesn't have a name, but we'll just call this in general, we'll call this output capture because you're capturing the output of all of the sounds from your computer. And some basic software you can use to do this are, well, there's a free program 
for OS X called Sound Flower. It's free. It's only for OS X, but it does let you change your audio. So what you do in Soundflower is that you load up Soundflower and you tell it or you tell your system that you want all of your system sounds to go to Soundflower. Then you tell your recording device to record from the Soundflower device. It's both an input and output device. Then you, using their Soundflower bed program, you can make it so that you can still hear what's going on and you can monitor it. So you can use this in combination with PodProducer, Ubercaster, PodProducer's Windows. So you can use Soundflower, since it's OS X, in combination with Ubercaster, which is also OS X, to record what's going on through your computer. Now you can also use the program, uh, different options on the Windows side of this is, on the Windows side, it's called Stereo Mix or What You Hear. The hard thing about this is that starting with Windows Vista, Microsoft has been disabling this ability because it's been a way that people have recorded songs, copyrighted songs off of the internet and been able to get it that way. So streaming services where they try and make it so that you can't record what's going on or download it. This is a way that you could work around that is that you record what your computer is playing or what you hear, the stereo mix as it's called. The way that you can get around this in Windows, and there are different ways, just search for how to enable, and I'll have a link in the show notes for one of these, how to enable stereo mix in Windows. And it essentially means going into your audio devices, your recording devices, your audio settings, recording devices, right click and choose show disabled devices. And you might see either what you hear or stereo mix in there in Windows Vista or Windows 7. In Windows XP, it's in there. In Vista and 7, it's, it may or may not be in there. If it's not in there, even after you enable the, share, the hidden devices, then look at upgrading your drivers or switching your audio drivers. That's a very complicated process, or not very complicated, but it's too complicated to explain here, and it's too different depending on what kind of hardware you have. But I've seen a lot of people go, instead of getting the drivers from their computer's manufacturer, so if you have an HP computer, instead of going to HP's website and downloading their audio drivers, look at what kind of sound chip your computer actually has and go to that company's website and download the audio drivers from them. Most of the time, laptops, Windows laptops, use hardware from Realtek. So you can go to, I believe it's realtek.tw. It's a Taiwanese company, but just search for it online, Realtek. You can find the drivers for your device, download it, and many times it enables stuff that the manufacturers disabled. Or if you're using the default Windows drivers, the Windows drivers might have it disabled. So go back to the manufacturer's drivers. The same thing could be with the, with the service that you might have on your uh, like creative sound card or even a desktop computer, is that you could look at going to the website, which might be like Creative Labs, or it might be some other such service. Go to their site 
and try and download the actual drivers for your sound card, the drivers from the hardware manufacturer, not the computer manufacturer, but the actual sound cards manufacturer. Try that, and then you'll be able to see if you can potentially record your uh, your live audio and stream that out there uh, by getting that stereo mix. Again, this is very much a your results may vary kind of thing. I don't like to say your mileage may vary because we're not talking about cars. But yes, your results may vary because sometimes you just can't get around the fact that Windows, Microsoft, and newer computer hardware and software hides the features for you to be able to record what your computer is playing. But there are programs that can record this for you. On OS X, there are two programs I recommend. There's Audio Hijack Pro and Wiretap Pro or Wiretap Studio. Both of these do cost money. They're about $30 in the range of $30 to $50 for these programs. But I'll have links to these in the show notes at theaudacitytopodcast.com slash 43. Or if you're on the Windows side and you want to do the same thing, look over at Total Recorder. Not Call Recorder, but this is Total Recorder, which records the sounds from your Windows PC, even if you don't have the option for stereo mix or what you hear. Now, all of this that I just mentioned is talking about recording your audio, streaming it live and with all of those sound effects, can still be a little bit difficult. So that's why it's really your results may vary depending on the software that you use and what kind of hardware you're working with, Windows or OS X. Uh, and even in OS X, you have the option of creating an aggregate device in the sound options. And that can be a whole complicated process. But look into that. And there are some ways that you can set that up if you're recording and live streaming just yourself with one PC and have sound effects. Now, the third situation is if you have a mixer sound effects and one PC. This makes it a whole lot easier to have a mixer in this mix because it does all of this mixing for you and spits it out in a single audio line. Even the cheapest mixer like the Behringer 502 or the upcoming 302 USB, even the littlest mixers will work great for this. So if you can afford it and if your microphone can plug into it, I highly recommend getting a mixer, even just the cheapest mixer for now. You can upgrade it to something much bigger later on when you actually need it and you're determined, you're positive that you need it. But Adding a mixer it makes this process so much simpler. In fact, there are four steps, not four options, four steps to do this. Number one, connect your mic and PC to separate channels on your mixer, the PC for the sound effects that you have. So your music, your voicemail, any of that, potentially even a co-host, but we'll talk about that in another episode. So your sounds, PC, or your sounds from your PC and your mic both connect to the mixer into separate channels, and you can adjust the volume there. 
then connect your mixer's output back to your PC. So again, working with one computer, it's playing the sound effects and it's also recording, but it's sending its output to the mixer and the mixer is sending its output back to the PC through its input. Input to output, output to input. Got it? Probably not, but I think you do. You got it. So you're just creating this loop here. And again, I recommend going into your PC with a USB connection. So it's doing that analog to digital conversion away from your computer. So you don't get a lot of computer grounding noise and different electronic noise that's introduced when you plug an analog line into your computer. So when you've got that connected, your microphone and sounds going into the mixer, and then the mixer's output going into the computer, then you change your computer's default output device to however it is that you connected your output. So if you've plugged into the headphones jack, you probably don't have to do anything. If you're using a two-way USB device, it might switch to it automatically or you might have to switch to it through the software. Then do the same thing This is step four. Do the same thing for your input device. Select the proper input. So if you're coming from your mixer to your computer via a USB device, then you have to set that as the input. Or if you're coming through an analog, which I highly recommend you not do, but if you are, then you need to make sure that device is selected. And don't let it do any automatic gain controls or any leveling or anything like that. So that's how you set it up. And then you just load your broadcasting software and click broadcast. So four steps to setting it up if you have a mixer, sounds, and one PC. That is so much easier and more effective because you're not messing with all this software. And when you do it with the mixer, when you add a mixer to the mix, then I can guarantee that it can work. The other way, trying to do it with software hacks and all of that, I can't guarantee that it will work because your results may vary. There are so many different variables when it comes to software and hardware. Whereas if you're just working with the hardware side, then it's very easy to work through this. So in the chat room... Matt is asking about what kind of cable can you use to go from a mixer to a computer via USB. There are a couple different things that you can do. Sometimes you can get a USB sound card or USB sound device, which might be as cheap as just $10. I am using a device that came with my mixer. It's called a Behringer U-Control, and it has RCA inputs and outputs on it. And I just plug an RCA cable into it. And it's a single USB plug that plugs into my computer. So then on either Windows or Mac, it sees both a new input and an output device. And I can just choose that there. And I like that so much more than running an analog line into the computer. Now, if you decide that you're going to upgrade, and remember how I mentioned earlier, all of this equipment that I recommended can be easily upgraded in a step process. It's very future friendly. If you want to add a recorder to this whole process, that's really easy. The recorder plugs in between your final audio output and your computer. So your recorder should be the last thing that plugs into your computer 
before you send the audio out live. Now, that might sound kind of weird. Again, this isn't the way everyone does this. And this is, again, referring everything to you have one computer, one microphone, one mixer, and you're the only host. But if you get an audio recorder, most audio recorders that have a line in also have a headphone jack. And the headphone jack can be set to monitor what's being recorded through the microphones or microphone. So if you have your audio go into your digital recorder, it's recording your file, your audio into a file on the digital recorder, then plug a headphone cable into it and run that into your computer. Or you could even run that through a USB conversion again, not again, but instead of an analog connection. So all you're doing is you're just sticking the audio recorder into the mix right before it gets to the computer, whatever kind of mix you have. If you have just an external microphone and your computer and an audio recorder, you put the audio recorder between the microphone and the computer. If you have sounds and you're doing a loopback method, which is probably the only way that's going to work (laughs) consistently-ish for people, depending on noise and things. Uh, but it doesn't involve all of that hard software setup stuff. But if you're doing that, then just before that loop back goes back into the computer, put the audio recorder there. If you have a mixer and a sounds from your PC and yourself, then that audio output from the mixer should go to the recorder and then from the recorder's headphone jack into the computer. So it always goes last in this process. Keep in mind that when you do this, everything is going to be recorded mixed together. So your sound effects won't be separate from your voice. If your sounds are too loud and your voice is too quiet, you won't be able to fix that. If you have people talking over each other, or well, we're talking about one host, but you can't fix things because certain things because the audio is not split up into separate tracks yes you can remove your ums and uhs and all of that but if it's over music then you won't be able to remove it because it's all mixed together and if you cut out some uh that's over your music then you're going to cut out a couple seconds of your music just keep that in mind however again don't be a perfectionist Because if you try to be a perfectionist, it's going to take a lot longer to do this stuff. So that's how some ways that you can record just yourself with just a computer and then the potential of sounds and even adding a mixer or even adding an audio recorder. If you have some ways to add to this or some experience with any of these that you would love to share, I would love to hear that and play in the next episode of the Audacity to Podcast. So you have just a few days to record this. The next recording will be on August 1st. So make sure that you get your feedback in before then. Leave a comment on the show notes. By the way, all the links will be in the show notes. And that's at theaudacitytopodcast.com slash 43. You can also email either a text message or a spoken message, record something and attach it to an email and send it to feedback at noodle.mx or call in to the voicemail listener line at 
1-800-273-4332. And that way we can get your feedback in the upcoming episode. I'd really like to hear, have you found something that works for you that I didn't include in this? Or is there something here that doesn't work for you based on your computer? And when you say, when you share that something doesn't work or does work, please tell us a little bit about your computer. You don't have to give the full specifications, but just a little bit about it. Because the worst thing, anyone in tech support can tell you, the worst thing to hear is someone says, this doesn't work, it's broken. And that just means so many different things. And there's absolutely no... Uh, value in that message to hear that. And so please, if I and if any of these work or don't work, or if you found something else that works or doesn't work, then you're welcome to share that. Just make sure that you let us know what kind of computer it is that you're working with. Now, speaking of feedback, we also got some feedback from Bob who shared on a past episode, episode 40 over at the audacity to podcast.com slash 40 when I shared ways that you could prevent Audacity from crashing. And Bob had another tip to add to this. Hi, Daniel. Bob here in Vancouver, Canada. Want to comment on Cat 40, your 10 tips for keeping Audacity from crashing. Another great episode. And actually, the 10 tips are very applicable to any media application, as I've had similar experiences with Camtasia and other screen recording software and other media editing software, as you found with GarageBand. I'd like to add another addition to tip number eight, save often, we'll call it 8.5, is to save often with versioning. And basically what I do is every so often I'll actually use save as and then append a sequential number to the project I'm currently working on. Something I learned long ago uh, when writing some books where I was saving to the same name and all of a sudden the system crashed and I lost all my writing and had to start from scratch. So now I always do versioning where if for some reason the program crashes and trashes the project, I can always go back to the previous version and maybe only lost a few minutes of editing or a few paragraphs of writing. So definitely take advantage of versioning. It takes a little more work. We sometimes get lazy and just keep clicking save. But that little extra bit of effort, getting into that habit of adding a sequential number every so often to a project and saving it as basically a new project will save you a lot of grief later on in the long run. So again, Bob here in Vancouver, Canada, saying have a good day. Thank you very much for sharing that, Bob. I really appreciate that. And that is a great tip that uh, frequently with any program, especially if you don't have one of those kinds of backups that will back up your stuff immediately after you save it and save all of these different versions. And with Audacity projects, saving different versions can be or restoring from backups of different versions can be tricky because of the way it works with project data folders. So that's a great tip. Every now and then just hit that save as and it creates a new copy of your file and that way you you have something else that you can revert to. And it frequently another tip in there is that it frequently helps clear up some RAM issues if you're saving as and if you restart Audacity that also helps a bit. So thank you very much for sharing that, Bob. 
And if you have any other feedback on this episode or previous episodes, please share that. Send your email feedback to feedback at noodle.mx or call in to 859-353-4332. Now, I know there's an issue that many people are wondering. Mac people, that is. Should you upgrade to OS X Lion? My answer is very lawyeristic. It depends. And that is, it depends on what kind of software you're using. Yes, Audacity works with OS X Lion. Some people reported some odd bugs, but I don't think they were using Audacity 1.3.13. I think they were using Audacity 1.2. So, as you know, I highly recommend that you use Audacity 1.3.13. And it does seem to work with OS X Lion. Now, because of my workflow... I'll be honest and say that I don't do as much editing in Audacity as I used to do. So there could be some little glitches here or there. But so far, I've not seen anything reported that I could duplicate. And in the editing that I've done, some basic editing, I haven't seen any problems. So OS X is, works fine for that. However, there are other things that you might want to think about before you upgrade to OS X Lion. Look over at RoaringApps.com. My R's are hard to pronounce. Roar, like a lion, roars. <laughs> RoaringApps.com. And I'll have a link in the show notes at theaudacitypodcast.com slash 43. Over at RoaringApps.com, they have a list of all of these apps and whether they're compatible with OS X. So think about every single application that you use and check it over on that site to see whether it's reported as working or it has some problems. I found two of my programs today, just before I hit the broadcast button, I discovered two of my programs were having problems with OS X, Lion. And that was Soundboard, my sound effects program, that I use for playing things that I finally broke down and bought and paid for just because I had a coupon. I'll get off that soapbox. But soundboard, I've noticed I can't press keys anymore. I'm pressing and pressing and pressing and it's not doing anything. I can press the keys and the cows are just not coming home. So soundboard has some glitches there. And there are also other things like when soundboard is loaded, sometimes... I can't click on other windows of other programs. I have to command tab to those other programs. And also I can't move around sound effects beyond the first move within soundboard. So there are some glitches there and I'm sure they'll be on that. The other program that didn't work for me was CamTwist. I was running CamTwist 2.1 and discovered that what it would do is it would take my webcam and... It wouldn't display my webcam, but it would reverse whatever else I was layering through Cam Twist. It would flip it as a mirror right across the middle line, and then it would start this tunnel thing. If you've ever used a video camera to look at the TV screen, which is showing what the video camera sees, then you get that tunnel effect. That's what I was getting with Cam Twist, and it was kind of cool, but not very good for a video recording of a live uh, podcast, live streaming podcast. And I checked 
through the program to see if there was an update available. It said no. I went to the website and the website said yes, there was version 2.2. So whatever programs you're using, if you have problems, make sure you check if there's an update, especially before you upgrade to OS X Lion, check to see whether there's an update for the program and see if it is reported as working or having problems. Check it out over at roaringapps.com. And the link for that will be in the show notes at theaudacitypodcast.com slash 43. One last thing I want to tell you about before I go is that, remember, I design cover art for podcasts, and I design websites for podcasters. And I love designing things and being creative, and this is the way that I now make money because I am fully self-employed as a designer and I would love to design stuff for you. Currently, I'm working on three different podcast cover arts for three different podcasters and this is just a lot of fun. If you are interested in getting new cover art for your podcast, which can help boost your audience and if you're starting off, podcasting can give you better potential for being featured in iTunes. Check out my website, podcastcoverart.com that takes you to a specific page of the audacity podcast where you can see some more about what good cover art can you do for you you can see my portfolio of cover art that i've designed for others and you can also write from that form request to have me design podcast cover art for you it's currently 150 dollars for your podcast cover art and i work with you to get what you want for your podcast. So check that out over at podcastcoverart.com. And if you're interested in getting some cover art, new cover art or cover art for your new podcast, check it out at podcastcoverart.com. And I would be delighted to help you with that. And I would also be delighted to have more business so that I can afford to eat next month. And eating is always appreciated. And so uh, that's not a self well, it is a self-promotion there, but I don't want to hammer you too hard with that. But just say that the business I've already received, I really, really appreciate it. It has been a big help in working with the budget for next month. And it has also been very fun to be doing these different podcast cover arts for podcasts that I didn't know existed and podcasts from different countries it's really cool, and I'm having a blast with it. You'll see the cover art for those podcasts eventually over on that site, podcastcoverart.com. And also, I'll mention it in the blog so you can get that and see what that looks like. So thank you very much for joining me for another episode of the Audacity to Podcast. Please check out the show notes to get these links and also some of this uh, information there at theaudacitypodcast.com slash 43. If you'd like to hire me to design a website for you or uh, questions like that, email daniel at noodle.mx. Just business questions there, please. If you have feedback for the podcast, feedback at noodle.mx. Follow me on twitter.com slash the ramen noodle. Now that I've given you some of the guts and taught you some of the tools, it's time for you to go podcast with passion, organization, and dialogue. I'm Daniel J. Lewis. Thank you so much for listening.
The Audacity's podcast is a proud member of the Noodle Mix Network over at noodle.mx. Find more of our podcast on clean comedy and Christian movie reviews teaching critical thinking skills over at noodle.mx, part of the Noodle Mix Network at noodle.mx. And the Audacity to Podcast is also a member of the Tech Podcasts Network. If it's tech, it's here. Check it out at techpodcasts.com.